Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Laura, what do you got? All right, before I get into what you need to know, I wanted to give a shout out to Richard, who loves the show. I, I met him yesterday along his girl, Elizabeth, in Disneyland. So he's like, can I please, can we get a shout out? So uh, during the show, so shout out to them. Thank you guys for listening. He did ask where Cap was yesterday, and I was like, I don't know, home. But now we know Cap's a little sick, so sending good vibes over there. But according to UCLA, a UCLA survey released last week, the quality of life in L.A. County is dropping. So they did a survey that goes from 10 points to 100, and according to them, it has dropped down to a 53. It is the lowest it has ever been in seven years that they have been conducting this study. They're saying that it's due to, you know, excuse me, high high prices in rent, um, a lot of homelessness here, the transportation system isn't good, and a lot of other things. And I'm just like, you know what you get. You know, when you live in L.A., like you, it's it's uh, something that you know if you move here, you're from here, you kind of know what you're getting in L.A. So it was a little bit like, are you really going to complain? I mean, I do complain about gas, but I, I moved closer, so now I don't have to spend that much more on gas. But yeah, so quality of life, unfortunately, is dropping down lower than the medium in L.A. Um, listen, if y'all want to leave and create less traffic, I'm good with that, too. Absolutely. And yesterday proved it. Beautiful day in the South Bay. It was fantastic. I mean, like I had friends who just told me that they moved to Texas and they had a great time. And like, you know what? That's great. What I do? I send them a picture from the beach. Yep. In El Mar, <laughs> la vida's más sabrosa, man. Exactly. So let's go. I mean, you know what you're going to get when you're living in L.A., when you're mm-hmm. living in Dallas, when you're living in New York. You know what you're going to get in those kind of cities. That's why it's expensive, but it's worth it mm-hmm. to me. I like I, I just talked to somebody. Come on, they move into Idaho. Great, Idaho. Go ahead. Idaho is a big spot for Southern California people that are moving. Fantastic. Well, uh, wait, wait. Uh, Idaho is. It's so funny that you mentioned that because you and I, um, <laughs> oh yeah, were in. We're very close to Idaho. Uh, actually, we might have actually stayed in Idaho. <laughs> close I don't to it. Remember, but <laughs> at a boy. Yeah, we were damn, in uh, Pullman. COVID. Damn COVID. COVID. Um, we were looking at Moscow, Idaho. We tried to stay in Idaho. They wouldn't even let me. We did. They wouldn't even let us return the car there. Um, but, yes, there's a lot of people that I would say that are um, affluent. John right? Ireland. The- he, he vacations in Idaho. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, of course. That, that, that are moving to Idaho because they can uh, put- Listen, you couldn't – I couldn't live in Connecticut, Okay. Like, I lived an hour away from New York City, okay? The largest city in the world, arguably, okay? And I lived an hour away, and that was still too far away. Like, that was still too in the sticks for me. Yeah, there was snow there, man. You couldn't put me in Idaho, not for, like, ever. Are you crazy? Get out of here. Nah. Mm -hmm. Like, you think about it, George. When you were young and you were starting off in this business and you sent out tapes to try to get jobs somewhere. Even in Idaho, I sent out tapes. Yeah. I tried to get a job in Montana. I tried it in the Dakotas. Not anymore. The, not, now, I turned down Chicago. I'm like, no, I'm not moving to Chicago. I don't care how much you're paying me. Well, the, Hell no. I'm now, like, nope. listen, I'll visit. Nice. It's cool. Like, I'm cool to go to Boise for a couple days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love to visit. I will go to Breckenridge, Colorado. I will go snowboard. But nope, to not visit. live. Nah, no. nah, nah, nah. And it's always like the people, are, oh, it's so much cheaper. Yeah, but then what? There's always a, there's a, always yep. and then what? That's yeah. my friend. He's he's from Texas. He just bought a home back in Texas. He's like, I'm out. This yeah, but he's from Texas. Texans are different, man. I know they are, and that's what I they told him. Different. I was like, dude, yeah. I get it. I get that it's expensive to live here, but look at what you get. You can't hack it. Cool, leave it. You know? It's okay. Adios. Yeah, I agree with you. It's cool. Yeah, less people on the way to the beach. All right, that's what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Um, but, yeah, you can Google that. It's in the UCLA website. They need uh, to do a study on that, huh? Yeah, that's, that? why, that's why UCLA gets so many applicants every year. 
Hey, that's a beautiful school. Hey, don't be mad at UCLA, man. My guy Martin Jarman, shout out to him. I love it. UCLA's fantastic, but that's why they get so many out-of-state applicants. Because it's fantastic to be mm. on the well, west side. It's a beautiful campus. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, spent many a time there. I was like, it, they denied me. <laughs> it's I accepted me. Linz, I know. That, have you been on their campus before? I haven't. Nope. Oh, yeah, awesome. you should. You should. You don't live that far. Yeah, like, the, you should. You should take just a, a a little stroll. It's a beautiful. Campus. The whole Westwood area is fantastic. I have been thinking about going. Oh, I like Westwood. I've been to Westwood. Yeah. Well, there you go. But campus I've not been to, UCLA. to their campus. Yeah, I, I am going to go back to We should do a, a field trip to their ba- next basketball season. Yeah, yeah. redone. It's do very a little nice. Game, like show before the game. Yeah, yeah. Polly Pavilion's awesome. A little Bruin yeah. walk. Oh yeah. Yeah, we do a little basketball game next year. I haven't been since Lonzo. Oh yeah, no, that's we'll how go. far back minute. it's been. Since yeah. I've been to the uh, to Poly Pavilion. I mean, everybody had to go during Lonzo. I went a couple of times during yeah. Lonzo. Flea was there. He was hanging out. He was checking things out. Flea was at the Lonzo games. Yeah, Flea. Flea loves UCLA, man. He goes. I, I Flea's mean, I everywhere. Know, but I didn't know if he was at all the Lonzo games. I, not all of them, but I saw him at one. Oh, yeah. He oh, was there. okay. Yeah, he did the um, national anthem for. Um, I want to say. One of the last two Laker home games. Yeah, yeah, it was the one where they did Kareem's celebration. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Flea, yeah. uh, you know, Flea, you could see him at every Fairfax against Westchester high school basketball game. He is there. Yeah? Courtside. Well, he's a Fairfax alum. Oh, okay. So he's always at that I did game. Fair, a Fairfax basketball game this year at Staples Center. Yeah. So, yeah, I told you. When they uh, when they were like the the, um, the 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 game before the game. It yeah, because uh, they're – Before uh, Sierra Canyon played uh, – uh, bron's old school. Yeah, they're a, they're a Nike school, so they, they get part St. of that. Mary. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're that the kid Amari Bailey from Sierra Canyon is going to UCLA. Yeah, he'll be there. He's very very nice. I think he was that dude to... is a beast. He's legit. Six five six six. He'll be good. That guy's going to the league. In That's the why league. when some of the players aren't coming back to UCLA, it's it's okay. Amari's showing up. Right, right. Yeah, that is true. And he's he's ex- he's kind of exactly what they were missing, like mm-hmm. this explosive wing player. All right, we don't have to get to UCLA basketball that much, but that's fine. And um, <laughs> but anyway, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo <laughs> Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. All right, so here's the deal. While I'm watching the playoffs, like you, you were sitting there, and I'm I'm sitting there going, I can't believe the Lakers. I can't believe the Clippers. I can't believe nobody is in this playoffs, but specifically the Lakers because of all the stuff that was said preseason about them, right, and being the betting favorite. So they're in this coaching quandary, right? They have to replace Frank Vogel. And Ireland, during crosstalk, was asking me about who the head coach should be. And as I watch kind of all of this unfold, I mentioned this the other day, Beto, which was they need someone who can kind of fill all the gaps. And by that, I mean this. Someone who can certainly be a... um, available to them and important to them during the LeBron era, however long that may be here, the rest of his career. And also someone who can bridge into the next version, whatever that's going to be. And I watch the Pelicans and I look at Willie Green. And I say to myself, Willie Green was an assistant on the Warriors, was assistant for Monty Williams with Phoenix. And he was a pretty good player. And he might have been a better player had he not gotten hurt the year that he was supposed to cash in real big. He ended up, I think, hurting his knee that year. But always been a really nice man. And then I I got a chance to know him a little more this year as I did a couple Pelicans games for ESPN. And I am sold on him. I was sold on him already just from meeting him and watching him beat the Lakers in the games that I did. And then... I saw do you did you watch him the the playing game against the Clippers no. with them or no? No. So I believe they were down eighteen late in that game, or you know, in the late in the second half of that game. And the cameras, you know how like ESPN or TNT they have that, you know, the, the coaches sound or whatever, yeah. right? Like in the huddle. So they're getting their butts kicked in this situation. And he says to those guys, those guys are all kind of, you know, dragging or whatever, heads are down. And he's like, hey. Put your heads up. Heads up right now. There's plenty of time in this game. you got to fight, okay? Now, if you want to just mail it in, mail it in, right? Like, I'm paraphrasing. But if you want to try to win this game, it starts right now, and it starts with the way you act in this huddle. And I was like, wow. In real time when they played it, I was like, wow, that's impressive, you know? And then they started to come back, and they ended up winning the game. And 
if I wasn't already sold on someone like that, I you know, I, I was definitely sold after that. And I'm not saying it has to be Willie Green, clearly, because Willie Green's not going anywhere. New Orleans isn't letting him go. But you need to find that guy, okay? The guy who can connect as a former player, in my estimation, okay? Unless this person is some sort of savant tactician as a uh, assistant coach, kind of like a Nick Nurse was, right? Or Eric Spolstra was at one point. Is that right? going to fly in L.A.? You mean like a former player? Like somebody like that, where you have to explain who he is? Because you mentioned the name Willie Green. I know because I'm paying attention. But is that going to work in L.A.? But, a but name I think, like that. I, I think the franchise needs to figure out what they want to be. They want and a star. Think, Come on. Look at the names that came out. They want a star. They brought in Frank Vogel, who was the third choice. Right? And how'd that work out for them? But That's my, what they're going to be thinking, right? And, and by the way, Frank Vogel was uh, at least an accomplished coach. But what I'm saying is if you I want, get what you're saying. You want somebody like that. But does LeBron have enough time to wait for a coach uh, like that? But I mean, look how quick it happened for Willie Green, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, the light went off quick. But Willie Green know? was getting young guys who were buying into him. You have a Lakers team that's old and you're trying to figure out and they're but bickering. that's why a former player is important because they can level with LeBron on a different level. You know is LeBron I mean? going to listen to a coach like Willie Green? That type. I'm not saying Willie Green the person, but somebody of that type? Um, yeah. I, I, I think if it's the right person, yeah. And it's going to work? Um... I mean, I don't know that to me, that's more on the roster, to be honest, you than, than anything else. But I do think that it, with that coaching because position, then they've already done the former player who's kind of cool and young and Luke Walton. Didn't no, work, no, right? no. But but Luke, I mean, I mean, exactly. He was inexperienced to be coaching that Laker team. Right. Willie Green was an assistant with the Warriors. He was also an assistant with uh, Monty Williams, on Monty team Williams. That went to the finals. Right. Much like Luke in a lot yeah. of ways. You're right. But and I, he's been I, a head coach for one season. But what I'm saying is this. Yes, you made the mistake with Luke, but that's why it goes back to also what I said earlier. You need more smart people in the room. That way, when you guys are making this coaching hire, there's a lot of people making this decision, okay, based on basketball. <laughs> not on is he a it's big not name, it, it, not on who he was as a player, on is he good as a coach. Because I don't know about you, Teron Lou was not some star player. No. But you know what Teron Lou is now? One of the best tacticians in the NBA. And somebody who did not want to coach the Lakers on those terms, right? Correct. And it wor- worked out good for him. So, but learn from that mistake is what I'm saying. This is a team that doesn't learn from their mistakes. This is a team that repeats what they've been doing because, hey, we'll just go and get the biggest name or we'll do whatever we can to figure things out. That's why they look at the roster that they constructed. If, it, if they were smart and they're learning from their mistakes, they wouldn't have had this roster this year. I get what you're saying with Willie Green, and that's a good idea for another team and another market. Not for this Laker, for a LeBron team where you don't know how much but longer do you he's want gonna a be coach? Here. Do you want a coach that's going to be here for a long time? Because if you a coach watch, of a Laker's like, I mean, think of who really stays as coach a long time oh, oh, anymore? Okay, but oh, you were just referring to winning time earlier. Yeah. Pat Riley was not a great NBA player. Well, he was there. He was banging around. But, he, okay, but what I'm saying is, they have in the past entrusted someone. Now, sure, granted, that was 1982. I get it. I get it. But what I'm saying is it can happen. Absolutely can happen. It I just don't happen. have the faith in this Laker team to do something like that. You don't have the faith for them to identify the right Absolutely. person. Absolutely. Not at the all. Problem. It's not about the model. I like your person. thinking, and that's right. great. And the Clippers did that. But I don't see a Laker team doing that because I see them going and getting some kind of name. And that's but, the wrong no, thing to I, do. See, I, I see them getting someone they can control. And it could be a name that can control that just wants an opportunity to coach. Like, there's certain guys out there that like would not want to go anywhere near the Lakers because they won't have any kind of control. They don't want to be involved with like, the circus look, that it is. I, I look at, like, Lionel Hollins, Brian Shaw. Like, does that get you going? In the Laker world, Yeah. Not me. Brian, Not me. Brian played for the team. Not me. In the late, what, what do the Lakers do? They always go back, right? Oh, they're in the family. They always go back and they know the Laker way. That doesn't work anymore. Everybody's moved past you. Everybody's gone. Like, what do they always do? They go and get. Hey, Magic's gonna help, help us. It didn't work. They're going to go and do this. They're going to go and do what they've always done. It doesn't work. They're not progressively thinking. They're not looking to advance. It's 
oh, Kurt knows this guy. We're good. We can control them. They know the Laker way. They're family. I don't care about your family. Give me somebody who can produce. Like, that's what they need to do. They need to come in somebody who say, I'm not listening to everybody out here. I'm going to run a program. Like, who's really out there for that? That's the problem. That's I just don't have faith in this front office to do something like that. And that's sad. Because it used to be the Lakers front office would be the, the rock that would get you whatever you need. Yeah, they went and got LeBron. They got you AD. But they didn't prepare for after that. And that's where we're at right now, watching Boston and Brooklyn play. And Boston may end up winning a championship, which is crazy. But let's touch in, let's touch on that. Let you mentioned Brooklyn. I do want to get into what the hell's going on with KD and Kyrie. I do want to get into this Ben Simmons stuff. Let's do some of that on the other side, real quick. Big deal or no deal at six thirty. And then in the last segment, yo, sports dads need to chill. Is all I'm going to say for that six forty segment. All right, and you know who I'm talking about if you're a sports dad. All right, you need to chill. Oh man, we'll, we'll, talking about? Yeah, you, you, you too. All right, we'll get to all that coming up. We're back in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. <laughs> Ito knows why I'm playing this. Oh, man. Eric Estrada in a Spanish novella. Dude, this novella was like my thing when I was little. Bad. Two women, one highway. <laughs> Ponch in Spanish was terrible. Oh, man. Sorry, George. <laughs> Punch. Yeah, he's always going to be Punch. You know, he's one of those he guys. He's forever be Punch or selling that swamp land. Yeah, that was... What a world. What a world. It was fun, George. Thanks for inviting me today, man. Yeah, buddy. It was fun. Thank you for doing it last minute. Uh, Mason texts us, uh, Sam Cassell. He's so been he an assistant for 13 years for a reason. That's who he thinks it's going to be. All right. I would say B. Shaw has more of a shot than Sam Cassell. Yeah. And I love Sam. I love yeah, when I he played. I, I love his attitude. But there's a reason he hasn't been a head coach. I don't get it. I don't know why. But he's there. And you're going to give him the keys to the Lakers right away? Mm. At the end of the day, you got to deal with LeBron. And LeBron's going to be making the call. So what are you going to have? I don't think that's the case. No? Not anymore? If LeBron was making the call, Nick Nurse would be the coach. Why would Nick Nurse leave Toronto? Um, that well, I mean, listen, that that's a separate question. But if it was if it was up to LeBron, he'd have Nick Nurse. Why he loves him? I mean, Nick Nurse is a really damn good coach. Yeah. <laughs> they've got they're losing guys left and right, and they've got a thirteen point lead at halftime against uh, a, a team that's way better than them yeah. right now. So he's in a. I don't know. The Lakers just look like a team. You're like, I want nothing to do with that if you're a coach. Like oh, no, that. he may not want it. I don't know. But also, you're not getting Nick Nurse because the Toronto Raptors have him under contract and of they're going to want compensation. So. Yeah. It's just but like, if I, I had to guess, if I had to guess, and again, that's a guess. That's not me like yeah. reporting that LeBron wants Nick Nurse. Um, that is a guess. And it's an educated one, but it's a guess. Yeah, of course. Every guess, Anytime there's anything available for the Lakers, it's, you go to the biggest name. What are we going to get? Let's go. And yeah, of course. And, and I, I think that, you know, I'm, I know LeBron respects him a ton. Yeah, everybody does in the league. Come on now. So, the job but, he's doing? So, I don't think, oh, Jason Tatum just fouled out of this game. Their Celtics are up six points with 248 to go. This is about to get really interesting now. Tatum had 39 yesterday. My goodness. Uh, Durant has been, ooh, that was not a foul on Jason Tatum. He has every right to be annoyed by that. Oh, they called it on. That's ah, terrible. That's... Goran Dragic pulled him down. It's a vet move. Yeah, my amigo Goran. I love Goran. Yeah, his Spanish is good, too. It is very good, yeah. yes. Speaks like a Spaniard. A lot of the Slovenians speak really good Spanish. Yeah, because him they... and Luca too. Yeah, Luka they, they went to Spanish. Barcelona, or they would go to Spain. They, they... played in Spain, yes. Yeah, and they Early picked in it their up careers. quick. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But if the Celtics win the championship, is that like the cherry on top for an awful Lakers season? Yeah. Like, anybody but Boston. If you're a Laker fan, it's anybody but Boston. You don't want to see them succeed because Celtics fans are so annoying, too. Like, they are so annoying, and you know they're going to throw in that, 
Oh, we have another championship. What do the Lakers have? Right, you know, they, they have one more. They have right. one more. All that stuff. And is can Boston actually win? I haven't yes. paid attention to the East. Yes, yes, they have the best defense in the in the league. Yeah, I hate that. Well, we got some ways to go. I just it, it just takes me back to being a kid in the eighties and seeing the Lakers and Celtics always go back and forth. I remember hearing this line when I, I was in elementary school, and you know uh, I used to deliver the Daily Breeze. I was a paper boy. And it was a quote where Magic Johnson said, the only teams that play in June are the Lakers and the Celtics. And you know, I'm in elementary, and it sure was. 85, 87, oh, yeah. 88, yeah, it was, it that's all that it was. Way. It was yeah. the only team, because you would see them on Channel 2. Yeah. You know, like Brent Musburger. And CBS. CBS. Yeah. And it was yeah. the only people that would ever see would be the Lakers and the Celtics. That's all Occasionally, I you'd see the Rockets and the Sixers, you know, and that's about I don't remember. I, yeah, the Rockets that one year with Elijah Wan. Um, I remember the, the Dr. Mavs. J. No, you see Dr. J. No, see, my early memory are 19, 1985. I don't remember anything oh, before 1985. Dr. J was 83, yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, Dr. That's J. That's my earliest memory. Yeah, because he was in winning time yesterday, Dr. J. Yeah, he was. He was yeah, in James LaShore, a guy I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great performance. Yeah, but I don't remember anything before 85. Okay. So I don't remember Dr. J. But yeah, uh, Any, anything boss, I just, ugh, just hate them. <laughs> no, and I get it. You know, if you're not from Boston, you know, I get why you don't like them. Um, and their fan base, certainly, to your point, doesn't yeah. always uh, well, help. I was there in 2008 uh, when the Lakers lost. And and as soon as a halftime hit, I'm booking a flight to come right back home because it was like, what are we doing here? And that was cool to see a championship won in Boston just for somebody being there. And it was great yeah. to see. But then 2010, when the Lakers beat them, was even better. Game seven. Correct. Well, yeah, and I'm not even a Laker fan, but just to see the history of it unfold oh, sure. and the way it goes back and forth, you have to respect that. So, like, I wish I would have gone to the the old Boston Garden and seen the real parquet and the, the leprechauns. But I remember I took a picture in 2008, uh, like right where the leprechaun is at. I had my foot there. I had, I had to be. <laughs> I had my foot there. I had to be petty. Why not? You know. Yeah. Why yeah. not? And they had right. great clam chowder though in the media dining room. No, listen, they, Boston, I will say this, and Laker fans don't want to hear this because this is not, has nothing to do with them, but Boston might have the best media food. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. They take care of you. They did a great yeah. job. Yeah, they might have the best. We have a one-point game, by the way. Yeah, they did a great job. When and Jason they, Tatum fouled out, all of a sudden, <laughs> here come the Nets. Yeah, but Boston's a great city. My son's actually looking at schools in Boston, so we're going to go take a trip out there in a couple weeks. So it's a great city. We'll take the tea and have a good time. Mateo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll look at Italian when he goes out there. Yeah, Mateo. Uh, yeah, it's – by the way, Blake Griffin balling in this series has had me kind of like – Right? Happy for him. <laughs> I like, like Blake. It's good uh, to he see. hadn't played a lick, and he played the other night, and he played well yes the other night, and now he's he's back in the game now. Like, yeah. I, I always respect a guy who was a star who comes in and is willing to play a role. Like, yeah. I'm good with that. And, he, and he, you know, he's going out right now, and he's got the KT tape. You know he's banged up, and – what could have been with him. Does that KT tape actually work? Uh, as a guy, I, I've used it on my knees when I've done marathons. Um, I don't know. I I, I think it did. Um, but it's, you know, it could just be in the mind. Yeah. Let me ask you a question about Ben Simmons real quick. Because I feel like. Yeah, where's he at right now? Is he on the bench? Uh, yeah, I'm assuming so. But here, here's the thing. Everyone is is piling on Ben Simmons, and I get it. I get it, okay? But Ben Simmons wasn't the one out here telling people he was going to play. It was the team who yeah. kept updating people. And by the way, let me ask you a question. Just let's forget, take Ben Simmons' name out of this. Just player X right now. If I told you player X has not played in 10 months, okay, for whatever reason, okay, player X has not played in 10 months, and I want you to insert him into a elimination game in game four of the first round of the playoffs, and that would be his first action in 10 months. Do you think that's smart? Okay, so I was actually thinking this and having this conversation with my son, where everybody's ripping Ben Simmons, and I was too. I was like, come on, man. You got to want it to get in there. And that point right there you just made. I also said, well, if you need Ben Simmons to suit up for this game, just to win and survive, how much you really got left in your tank to actually win it? Can you actually win Correct. at all? And, yeah. But it's that adage of, if I can help my team, I want to do that. Well, maybe he that. can't, is the point. Yeah, and we haven't heard from him. We That's another thing. We don't right. All know. we've heard from is the team. Yeah. Like, 
saying all these things. Like, I haven't heard Ben say anything. No, we haven't heard him. But then that goes back to the you don't get the benefit of the doubt when you've had these Right, but that's things. also stupid management by the team. Like, you know everybody. I mean? yeah. Everybody. Because they're the ones who are saying that he could be coming out. And, you know, Simmons getting ripped by everybody. Stephen A. just unloaded for the last couple of days on him. And yeah, rightfully I heard, so. I saw Barkley. Barkley also called Kevin Durant a, a bus, bus driver. Rider. A bus, bus rider. rider. That's right. Not bus driver with the Warriors. That was, ooh. I, I mean. Listen. I can see it. But, man, give me KD. I can man. make an argument. Yeah. But. I get, listen, here's the argument for it. KD's a winner. When when those two guys, when KD and, and Steph played together, okay, when it when there was Steph and no KD, they were 27 and 4, okay? Steph, 27 and 4. When there was no Steph and KD, they were 23 and 17. Now, that's a big difference. However, in those finals, we knew who the best guy on the floor was. Give me KD. Right. Give me KD. And so I, I, I kind of get where I laughed when Charles said it. I laugh when Charles says a lot of things. But I kind of I got where he was coming from. But I was also like, bro. Yeah, but the, the, that it's could also. That and then, then Shaq also yelling at him like, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Like Shaq wants every guy to have 60 points and dominate. Like, I, I, I get mad at Shaq. I'm like, you're the guy who Wait, disappeared too, man. Was Shaq the bus driver or the bus rider when D-Wade right? won the championship? Oh, he was riding. Shaq was in the middle of the bus, you know, making up different stories about what he did to contribute a lot of those championships. Come on. You know, because maybe you – I mean, you can make the case for the Lakers, those three chips, that he was the bus driver. In the beginning. But, when, but the, the last one he won when he was gone, I mean, D-Wade drove that bus. That's why it worked. You went to Wade County, right? But that, that's all I'm saying. Like, so what does this even mean? Like, I just feel like it's just a silly discussion. That's why. Know? That's why it's TV. It works. We're talking about it 24 hours later. <laughs> there you go. That <laughs> they is got us. Point. They got. They us. did. They got us. You're right. They got me. Charles Shaq, you got me. That's your so. buddy. All right. Big deal or no deal? We're back in three minutes. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Thank you, Christopher. Linz, what do we got? All right, so what we've got is Thanksgiving is known as an NFL holiday, but now the day after Thanksgiving may also be owned by the NFL. So team owners reportedly passed a resolution giving the NFL permission to schedule two more teams for a second short week game. On like Amazon, Friday, you're Right, saying. yes, so. and Amazon wants that game. So Peter King is reporting that not everyone within the NFL is thrilled about this idea of a Black Friday game, but the league obviously wants its partnership with Amazon to succeed, especially since the online retailer has such, quote, deep pockets. Do you guys think that the talk of this Black Friday game on Amazon is a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Um, yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, football's a big business, and clearly it's a profitable one. And people want to watch their gladiator sport, so they get it. So, yeah, it's a big deal. 
Big deal for me also. Friday night football I can gamble on. Give it to me. Let's go. Black Friday. I'm not going to the mall. I'm not shopping anywhere. I'm staying home anyways. So let's go. Like, don't they play a lot of college football on uh, Black Friday anyways? So give me some pro football. I don't care if you're going to complain or not. Give me that. I need something to bet on. I don't think many people are going to complain, right? Well, who's complaining? The players? Well, well I guess the, the league, because the day is off and the closeness ah. to the next week. And, oh, okay. You know, you don't want them playing on a Friday if some teams are then going to have to play on, like, a Monday or a Thursday. Or not, not a Monday, but They'll a Thursday. They'll figure it out. Yeah, it happens. Let's go. And plus, nobody goes shopping on Black Friday anyway. That's the other thing. They don't want to, like, take away from that business. But if you're Amazon, you want people to stay home. And watch the game so they can go online and shop, right? Yeah. I mean, so it's I'm a win-win it. for I just Amazon. did it right now. I just bought some something else. What did you buy? Oh, golf balls. Oh, what kind? Pro-V? Some Nike Pro-Vs? Uh, some Pro-V ones. Okay. All right. You know, I'm fancy now. You fancy? All right. Yeah. All right. All right, so next one. In spite of Debo Samuel's public request to be traded by the 49ers, the team has stated that they're not interested in dealing him. <laughs> However, it was reported earlier today that they do have an asking price in mind, two first-round picks. While that may be steep, but the New York Jets are reportedly willing to offer at least the 10th pick for Debo. Is this trade rumor a big deal or no deal? You said the Jets? Yep. Uh, no no big deal because everybody's going to go and get in the mix with Debo. And if you saw the video of him, I think he was in Vegas this weekend, and uh, there was that video of... Hey, will he stay here with the Niners? You know, when they bring out the bottle service and they have like that light up sign and they'll say, will he stay with the Niners? And you see him mouthing in the back, no. Like, you're going to go and examine every single thing that Debo's doing. Oh, what is his Instagram doing? Where's he at? Where's he? What's he doing this? The Niners have the cards, right? Right? They can do what they want, right? Yeah. Like, okay, so he wants new money. Good. He wants new contract. Great. And the Niners are going to give him the New York? Of course, there's going to be a team like New York Jets, right? Come on. Not a big deal. You're going to hear this rumor every single day. Um, look, it's a big deal. I love the fact that wide receivers are finally getting their due and how important they are in the game, considering all the changes and all the different philosophies that have been instilled in the NFL and kind of this new breed of coaches like a Sean McVay that have realized, yeah, we need receivers. You got, quarterback matters, but so do receivers, you know? So, good for Debo. I hope he cashes in. I don't understand why he wants to be traded so badly, though. Like, what is what is going on there? I mean, I know that they still don't know, like, Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. I mean, he has more touchdowns than most receivers, like a Keenan Allen, let's call it, right? Let's use him as an example. And has more touchdowns than, you know, half the running backs in the league. So, he's getting utilized in a way that most receivers aren't. Well, why why wouldn't the 49ers pay him? What is wrong with them? I don't know. That That's a better question. I don't know. That's the real deal. Somewhere going on there. All right, last one here. So a video surfaced on Monday on social media showing the Yankees fans antagonizing members of the Cleveland Guardians. So if you're not familiar, over the weekend when the Yankees and the Guardians played, uh, there was a play where Stephen Kwan, the Guardians outfielder, was injured. And so they came to – the tra- trainers came out to check on him – and during that brief stop and play, fans in the outfield started throwing garbage and all kind of things at Stephen Kwan. And then Stephen Kwan's teammate decided to stick up for him and yell back at the fans, saying, telling him to leave him alone. And at one point in this video that surfaced, a fan can be heard goading Miles Straw, leading him. He got face to face with him, and Miles Straw was like, Come at me, mother bleeper, as you guys would say. So anyway, there was a back and forth between the Yankees fans and the Indians players, and then Miles Straw from the Guardian. I, I keep calling them the Indians. The Guardians uh, went back to call the Yankees the worst class, worst fan base in the league, and classless. Is this whole thing with the Yankees fans throwing garbage on the field at an opposing team? Is that a big deal or no deal? That part I'll say it's a big deal because the talking you're going to have that no matter what, but the throwing stuff, the objects on the field. Uh, I think the other days I forget what game I was watching. There was a beard thrown as somebody's going for a play. Right? Oh, was that Cody Bellinger? Was the Padres? Yeah, yeah. Padres, yeah. right? Yeah. And then uh, you know the Yankees. You hear uh, John Sterling on that walk-off call talking about the Yankees win, the Yankees win, and then he cuts it off to talk about 
the, what the fans are doing in right field. And you see so many different videos in this day and age of everybody recording everything that they're doing. You know, it's to go viral. But the people don't realize how dumb they are. You're posting it. And you're just giving evidence up of what you just did. You know, and I hate fans throwing things on the field. That's not cool. That is wrong. You're going to go and talk your trash. Even that I don't like as much because a lot of times it's just drunk guys cussing and mumbling. Like, okay, you're yelling at millionaires. And you can't really hear you from the field to where you're at in the bleachers. But when you're in somebody's face and you're doing that, and this year a lot in the NBA too, right, George? You saw a lot of these where the players getting touched or especially the courtside fans. Yeah, it's like it's you're paying yeah. five grand and you're doing this, but you see a lot of times somebody has the phone and they're trying to record it. They're just trying to go viral. I hate this. What's going on? Yep. All right. What's next, Linz? Well, I was going to say, what makes Yankees fans like, what is going on here that this is a thing? Where Yankees fans are known as being so classless and terrible fans that they they do this and they keep continuing to get away with well, it. Like, right how is field, that a thing? Are they, are they getting away with it though? Like, yeah. Well, if they keep doing it, yeah. Right. I mean, but what 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 is the what what do you expect the the ramifications to be here then? Well, don't you question. think? I mean, I know it's it's difficult to enforce, but for publicity's sake, like, can't they, like, ban these fans? Because obviously if everyone's recording it, you could see the guys who yeah, they are. Yeah, I, I mean, you can do that, but are, are you going to keep, like, a wanted poster outside of every gate? Like, I don't I don't, I don't think that that's even really important. I think that the idea of that is a lot better than the actual execution of it. The fact that we're thinking, how do you ban fans for not behaving? Right? I don't know. Dude. People, that's what teams do. They ban fans. Yeah, everywhere. But, I mean, maybe they need to, like, it's easier increase in the their NBA. security. It's easier in the NBA, I think, because the people that generally get banned in the NBA are people who sit really close to the court. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, And those people are, are probably not going to want to sit in the 400 level. You know what I mean? So um, we're at a baseball game. It's just different. It's not, you know, the most of the people that you're dealing with are the people in the outfield. And it's easier to get those seats. Yeah, what do they know? call them in the Bronx? The bleacher creatures? or Bleacher creatures, yes. Yeah. Sedano, since you travel a lot uh, in the league, yeah. what what fan base do you think is the worst as far as, like, two opposing teams in the NBA? Um, I mean, the, forget about what I think. I mean, the players will tell you that um, some of the tougher places to play because the fans get on you um, Boston is certainly one. Um, Utah is another. Utah is terrible because they're right on top of you. Tough place, and they are right on top of you. Um, you know, I think that back in the day, Detroit was pretty tough. Um, I would say Indiana also was tough back in the day. Uh, Milwaukee? Again, this is what players was No. No? no they're no, nice no. in the Midwest? For the most part, yeah. yeah. But, I, again, those are the four that, that kind of stick yeah. out where, um, you know, you always hear about, like, Portland fans, but it's not, like, in a bad way. Like, just they're crazy, like, in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, um, so, yeah, you, I, I would say that players would say, historically, Boston, Utah, Detroit back in the day, and Indiana back yeah, in the day. Utah fans get brave. Yeah. When Indy and Detroit were good, and, and you don't have to go back that far. I mean, the Lakers played them in the finals in 2003. Um, or 2004, excuse me, right? Um, it, uh, yeah, it, 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 it was a tough place to play. I, I covered a, co- a bunch of conference finals there, and those fans could give it to you. I've heard that. I heard them say <laughs> some crazy stuff to uh, coaches and players in Detroit. So. All right. Well, that was the last one I had. But since this game is now final, and uh, the Nets have been swept by the Celtics, is it a big <sighs> deal or no deal? Uh, big deal, yeah. It is a big loss for, um, in, I believe in player empowerment, uh, but I think what happens is you take on too much. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Beto had a great point. You know, I was referencing coaches in all sports have done this, particularly football and basketball. They take on too much. They try to be the GM. They try to be the coach. They try to be the president, the coach. It's just not easy, and players have realized that personnel issues are also not easy, and there's a reason there's a dedicated staff to that stuff. Yeah, as Draymond Green tweeted, just a bunch of laughing emojis. So that's what this game is right there. Like, ah, oh, this is what you guys wanted? There you go. That's what you get. Yeah. And Steve Nash, is he coming back to Manhattan Beach pretty soon? I would think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I what would. a mess over there. Celtics yeah. sweep. Steve Nash, by the way, not a great coach. <laughs> what a way to learn with that squad. Yeah. 
I mean, those guys, they're never going to have a coach that they're going to listen to, right? Well, name the team. Which one? Lakers, Celtics? I, I mean, they, there was talk. Yeah, there was talk about they wanted to try to get Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich is not coaching. Come on. He's not, if he's going, if he's, if he's not coaching the Spurs, he's retiring. Like, that's it. Pop is going to Napa. He's, he's got his vineyard. years old. He's like, chilling. Or he's yeah, going to go like, back to the stop with CIA, wherever he's at. You know, he's all kinds of stuff. CIA. Yeah. No, he he went to the Air Force. He he was uh yeah he was an academy uh, person. Yeah, he's got all kinds of like government clearances we don't know about, man. Look, that's my I theory. People can say what they want about KD and Kyrie and the Nets and LeBron and all that, but you know what? I'm I'm kind of, it's it's kind of a sad day because I feel like we can all agree that like uh, the playoffs are missing something without at least LeBron and or KD, right? Uh, I think people are ready for new blood. The yeah. ratings of the, the now we'll see moving to an forward extent, with the ratings. To an extent, look, man. If you wait, get a we'll finals what, of Phoenix, wait, wait, mm. but we'll, we'll better. This is these playoffs to this point, even without the Lakers, the highest rated playoffs we've seen in over a decade. Right now, through first right now. through the first round. Yeah, and then you, and there's no Lakers or LeBron. Like that's not a small anecdote. Right, let's keep know? on moving forward, and then all of a sudden, no, ooh, for sure, we'll see. Wait a minute, we'll who see. is this? It, Alvarado? It, it depends. It's not going to be the Pelicans. Let's be relaxed out of those. Hey, let's go. I think, let's I think go. It, Willie Green. Any, Woo! Any, any of the teams in the East will rate well. The teams that are going to be in the Final Four. And then in the West, I mean, if the Warriors are there, it's going to be a big number. Yeah, Memphis next round. Minnesota <laughs> next round. Let's go, baby. I mean, how it's many people are watching, like, the Jazz Mavericks? Although that's, like, the best series going. Uh, hardcore fan. Memphis and Minnesota. I Casuals are not watching this. Casuals are watching Dodger fight videos on Instagram. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I don't know. I'm watching all of them because also I've had. I mean, I do because I would normally, but I also have had and COVID. You're in the uh, league, and I haven't had. I've been able, I haven't been able to leave my house, so He's I'm in like the league. Watching. You're doing this for work. He's I'm in not. The league. Like I'm done. Baseball season, baby. Yeah. LAFC season. I'm George Sedano, and I am in the league. Yeah. Jealous. All you guys are jealous. I am. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not afraid to admit that. I'm jealous. I wish I was in the league, but I'm not. You know, I live vicariously yeah. through. Sedona. I just want to test negative. How about you will in about a week. Yeah. Um. All right. That is big deal or no deal. Each and every day at six thirty. And coming up next. All right, sports dads, you need to chill. I'll explain what that's all about in just a moment. Stick around. We're back in two and a half minutes. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Yes, sir. Final segment of the program. Gracias, Beto Duran, for hanging out today. Oh, no, thank you, Sedano. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Yeah, it's going to play good, good, uh, re- Reaction from the people on the 710 freeway, man. You know, we, we connect well on the 710, the 605, the 60. Yeah, you. Do right. Um, So I got a story here because I don't know if you've noticed. We were talking a lot, obviously, about basketball today. But have you noticed there's a and, – and I love this, okay, as a dad, right, and you're a dad, that the dads in the NBA are super into the their sons playing right now. Uh, you see Carl Anthony Towns' dad and um, John Morant's dad kind of literally sitting next to each other, jawing at each other. Which yeah, is there's funny. that one dad that everybody said looks like Usher, right? Right. That's uh, that's T. Morant. That's Jaw's dad. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a story that our pal Israel Gutierrez wrote for ESPN.com about Tyler Hero, where Tyler Hero's dad's kind of, you know, getting a little mouthy too, right? Like he's, tr- he's trash talking a little bit. And I'm just like, it's cool. That the dads are involved and they're loving their sons. I, I trust me. I, I think it's very important to be um, a good dad. I think that to be supportive of your kids is unbelievably important. Um, you know, look, I don't think I've ever loved anything as much until I had children. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. didn't think that that kind of love was possible. Um, however, yeah, I'm as you and I, butt. however, you and I talked about this earlier, right? There is a level of involvement that sometimes seems a little extra, and I'm just telling the dads. I, I know that the TV cameras love you and that they want you to talk, but don't get too crazy, okay? Like, 
sometimes the trash talk doesn't need to continue all the time. Like, let your sons, let your sons do their talking. Let their games do their talking. You know what I mean? What happened? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, those two guys, his dads, Carl Anthony Towns and John Moran, they've been talking trash, and it's been fun. But now we got, like, Tyler Hero's dad out here telling Israel Gutierrez that he would be a 500 team without his son. And it's like, bro, why does somebody always have to be the extra? You know what I mean? Ah, uh, because that's what they do, right? It's a cop- What do they always say? It's a copycat league, right? So if there's one dad to- popping off, oh, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. Well, LeVar started all of it, right? Oh, yeah, but LeVar was doing it because he was trying to sell his kids. He was trying to get <laughs> – and it worked. He got his kid to get drafted by the Lakers, right? He yeah. had his kid who, hindsight, if he had him – By the way, right. Up, you imagine if, if, if Magic would have taken Jason Tatum? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like I said, we were doing those shows on Spectrum. Like, who would you rather have? Anyways, uh, yeah. Um, the dads are getting – Involved, cool, but what happens? It always goes up one level, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you see this all the time, whether it's Little League or AAU games oh or my God, whatever yeah. it happened. There's there's one dad who's popping off, and then there's the dad who stays quiet, when, and then his kid does something better. Then he gets loud, and then they're getting loud, and like well, next thing you know, we're watching, and it's like, hey, it's for the kids. Well, you can't say it's for the kids when you got grown millionaires playing at the best stage of the world, the biggest stage in the playoffs, and it might be cute right now, George, but it's going to take one extra step. Somebody's going to say something, and you know there's going to be a confrontation because they're not going to back down. Yeah, and and I feel like I've been there. Like, look, dude, I'm not even joking when I say this, okay? One of my childhood friends, one of my best friends, the best man at my wedding, his pops passed away at a Little League baseball game because he was so heated. You know what, what? I'm saying? Well, like, come crazy. on. Well, heart attack? Yeah. Stop it. Wow. I swear to God. That's crazy. Swear to God. This is the best man at my wedding. We have been friends since the seventh grade, okay? And his pops passed away of a heart attack in front of everybody at the park. I mean, I don't – not surprised. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why it's like – Parents are – the worst thing – look, I used to work at the park. I used to work Parks and Rec. My brother Gabriel also did too, and I learned this a long time ago. The worst thing about you sports are the adults. Because yes. they ruin everything. And, you know, Tom House on Twitter always has a uh, former uh, big league pitcher. And, you know, he, he always gives these different uh, things that he would change about youth sports. said, let the kids play. Just go yeah. play. Go Let them have fun. Let them have fun. But we get so involved that right away, oh, he's, you know, my kid knows how to hit the ball. Six-year-old travel team. Let's get going. You're going to see it where you live, George. You're yeah. going to start seeing the six and under travel soccer team. Nah, you, not for me. They exist. It's crazy. No, no, I'm sure they yeah, exist. I waited until my kids were in junior high to get going and doing that. And then, uh, then it was their idea. Like my son's in the middle of AAU season right now. There's a thing called the AAU uh, transfer portal. It's the joke now, right? It's like because if you don't like what's going on, you go you find yourself a new team immediately. And the parents of some of these tournaments. My, is there really a transfer portal? No, no. It, yes. That's the joke is because if right. you don't like the way you played one weekend with this one club team, just you just find, find another. Else. Go find yeah, because, yeah. or if you do do well, there's another guy who's a handler. Be like, hey man, you want to come play? Yeah. Forget the Adidas side. You want to come play on a Nike team? Like it's yeah. out there right now. Yeah. Look, LeBron's team, Strive for Greatness. The kids on his club team, they're not from LA. They're from all over the country. There was a big right. event in Indianapolis this weekend. But that I'm just saying, the parents at these events. Whether it's soccer, volleyball, it is just, wow, relax. And I'm glad I'm not that parent that yells because I stay quiet. I take pictures. And it's because the kids can't hear you. And I go back to what Michael Thompson told me. Let them play. It's not your time. And it's easier said than done. And, yeah, you do get caught up in those moments. But some of these parents. And, look, we know this. And, look, I'll tell you this. Like, you know, I say that story because – and my friend grew up to be an amazing man. Like, he's an amazing parent to his kids. He's involved, but he he learned from his own dad. He's involved. The kid is – you know, the son is very good at baseball. Um, You know, they do the travel team stuff. But he he is only there when when the kid asks, hey, dad, can you help me with this? He's like, I got you. Okay, because the dad played – you know, at a pretty decent level. He played into college. You know what I'm saying? So, like, but he learned from Parents that. He doesn't want to repeat the same mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and God forbid, right? Like, you, you oh, know, my. the way it ended tragically for his dad. 
So it's like you do. You have to be careful. Lindsay seemed astonished when she heard that. No, it's crazy. It is crazy. Like, I mean, I know parents get worked up, but, like, the fact that somebody had a heart attack and died because he got so worked up in the game, that's nuts. Like, I feel bad for him. Crazy story. Right. Imagine. I mean, I'm not surprised to hear it. Lost his dad when he was, like, you know, nine or ten years old. Yeah. It's, uh, look, I mean, we look around and some of these players' wives in in pro sports is like, why are we hearing from the wives, from the brothers, from the family on social media of what Correct. they're doing. It, well, there's the Pat, Patrick Mahomes. Mm, yeah. Drives me nuts. Uh, the, yeah. Was it the, the brother and the wife are like involved? Patrick Mahomes particularly. Yeah, it's like you're, you're hearing all this. It's like, wait a minute. Who, what, when did you get on the roster? You know, like when are you on the team? It's out there. Everybody wants attention right now, George. It's what's happening. It's what's happening. Yeah, so just, you know, a word to the wise, right. man. I know I know we all want our kids to do great and do well, but just, you know. Right, right here. I got a perfect message. I just got this from a friend of mine who's a Pac-12 referee. He said, I'm listening to you guys on the radio. The worst experience I've ever had as an official, Pop Warner football games. Well, I believe it. Everything, this is a dude who's worked major bowl games in, the, in college football. His worst experiences, Pop Warner. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it. There it is. I believe it. You struck a chord. You struck a nerve. I mean, Sedano, you got it. People it's need to relax. Truth, just be like George. Relax. Have your cafecito in the corner and just show up. Whatever happened to just bringing good snacks to the yeah. games? Yeah. Can't do that. Even now the snack game is out of control. Have you seen that? Are snack you... game is out of control? Wait, is your kid playing uh, Little League yet? Was he old enough? No, no right? he's too small. He's three. Okay, okay. Wait, when, once uh, young Mateo gets into the baseball, the competition between the mothers – and the team moms or the the team <laughs> to make sure that your snacks are better than the other kids, like it, it no That's longer so funny. Oh, it's no longer just I'll oh, give you a, a you know a paper bag and there it is. Here's your ding dong and, and you, some oranges. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's you got to make sure that they get a toy. You got to make sure that they're what they're, oh, a toy. It, oh, it's it's out not there. a happy meal, oh, dog. No, oh yes, it is. It is a co- because everything's for Instagram now, George. You go on Pinterest, oh you figure, gosh. or they find things on on TikTok on how you can have the right basket for T-ball. See, and my daughter's basketball this year is the first time we did that when seven-year-olds. Um, the bags were like I don't know Gatorade and like uh, maybe like some like slacking like, George. Like no, nobody wants, but to be all your, the moms did that. Hey, they like, don't want to be on your team anymore. You better find the new team, man. Those were the moms. That's what they. I mean, I thought that was normal. Like, uh, wait, wait, wait. As they get a little the bit kids older, liked it. Yeah, as they get a little bit older. Hey, what do the kids do? They just rip through the bag right away. Oh, it's a yeah. competition. Oh, banner day. Oh, and if your daughter plays softball, you got to make sure she has the right ribbons. Oh, George, it's, it's hard being a youth sports parent right now. Now you know why everybody's all worked up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's expensive. It's expensive out there. It is expensive. Because you got to show off on TikTok. No, I ain't showing off nowhere, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, you are. No, no, not no. you, not you. But no. what? Just watch, just watch your neighbors as you progress. Remember this conversation, watch George. Watch my Sabine. neighbors. Yeah, remember this conversation. The keeping up with the Joneses. Oh the yeah, there ain't nobody keeping up with the Sedanos because the Sedanos are cheap, bro. They ain't doing nothing. Nah, man, you getting the basics, okay? Yeah. That's how it works. That ain't gonna work. Poor Mateo. His friends are gonna make fun of him. He's got. That's fine. They can oh, make fun of him. Like, why'd your dad bring us cafecito? No, no, that's right. Yeah. You better bring portals. You better, <laughs> hey, you better bring portals. Oh, oh Tropicana, you better bring it all. Do it all, George. All you right, feeling better? Uh, I I felt great, thanks to you guys. Uh, thanks to you and Lindsay and Laura uh, and the audience. Uh, it was good to be back. The uh, voice held up, so that's good. Good job. Uh, it was fun. We will talk to you mañana. Beto, if Cap's not here, you're back again, so get ready, okay? Everybody have a great night. See ya.